This is the Yahoo Finance Sportsbook Podcast. Okay, welcome back to Sportsbook. Of course, last week we had in Martellus Bennett, NFL player, but it's time to return to golf. It is golf season. The Masters had an exciting, you could call it almost a photo finish. Uh, some people would say Patrick Reed's victory was never in doubt, but I loved seeing Ricky Fowler come up at the end, seeing Spieth come up at the end, some close calls. I was disappointed for Ricky, who's never won a major. I wanted it for him. Of course, Reed had neither, but I think you'll find Ricky has a, a bigger fan base. But suffice it to say, a very exciting Masters finish. And now as we head into the stretch, three more majors coming up. First, we'll get the U.S. Open. And then in June, not a major, but an exciting tournament. I'll tell you my own personal story of going to this tournament. It's the Travelers coming up in June. And today we're lucky enough to have Andy Bissett. He is the EVP and the Chief Administrative Officer of Travelers Corp. And he oversees the tournament. Hi, Andy. Hi, Dan. How are you doing? Great. And, of course, we've also got our golf guy, common sportsbook podcast guest loyal viewers well listeners will know him well it's miles udland hey miles Welcome. thank you Thanks all right for me. yeah come ricky on. was never really in it come on in by the way <laughs> Ooh, that was a backdoor <laughs> second but i but boy by one stroke in the end yeah but you know really no one was up. talking about him until like the right. last anyway. well and even when he was on 16 17 no one thought he would do it and then he birdied on 18 which Spieth was unable right, to yeah. do. Right. Anyway, that was disappointing. Moving on. Moving on, we're going to talk about the Travelers. Uh, Andy, let's start this way. I want to get into sort of the fun of the tournament. I want to get into what happened last year sure. and how electrifying that was. But let's start with a, with a bird's eye view business-wise. This was a tournament that for a few years there, people thought was maybe going to be dead in the water. It lost its sponsor. And then since Travelers came in as the title sponsor, uh, it has sort of been revitalized, I think, fair to say. Yeah. Yeah, back in... 2006, when we first started taking a look at that, uh, 84 Lumber went out of the uh, PGA Tour uh, tournament uh, lineup. And uh, so we get a call from the tour, and they said, hey, would you want to take that weekend? And what weekend is that? It's after the U.S. Open. And we said, sure. And it was interesting because they had taken what was the tournament before us, uh, the Buick, and they'd they'd taken it off the PGA Tour schedule completely for 07. So... This is early 06, so we negotiated it back onto the tournament. So for about three or four months, it was actually dead and gone. Um, and sometimes we talk about the uh, the fate of the whalers, the Hartford whalers, uh-huh. right? It kind of, this this went the same way. It was dead and gone. You still see the whalers' and hats and gear everywhere in Connecticut. You know, I keep, People I love keep, those. I keep hearing this, and I, and I haven't looked up, I haven't Googled the statistic, but I keep hearing it's like the eighth most, most popular selling jersey in the NHL. I believe it. Really? They don't even <laughs> exist. They haven't existed for 20 years. But um, so, so it was dead and gone. So we brought it back. And, uh, you know, the, 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 the level of interest in us as title sponsor was unbelievable. I had more meetings in 2006 with people like J.J. Henry, uh, Brad Faxon, also Mike Tirico, Jim Nance. Mm-hmm. I had, I, we, Mike Tirico and I sat down in 06 and he said, Andy, here's what you have to do. And he gave me a list of like 10 things. And I see Mike a couple of times a year, and he'll say, and I'll say to him, hey, I'm almost done with your list. I'm almost done. <laughs> and so this year, past year, I saw him, and he said, you've actually surpassed my list. It's okay. You've surpassed the list. Um, but so I had a lot of people helping us in the beginning, and uh, we took it over in 07, and the first few years was tough. They were tough years for us uh, trying to build a brand. But we had one motto from the beginning, that the status quo is unacceptable. If you accept the status quo, you'll only go one direction, and that's get worse. And so we, we never accept the status quo. Even, even after last year's uh, spectacular finish, 
we don't accept the status quo and we're trying to make it better for this year. Yeah, please. Go ahead, Dan. Well, I was just going to tack on to that. One thing I've always noticed about travelers, even as long ago as maybe five, six years ago, uh, many top players do come and play there. Yeah. Maybe it's just it's a convenient tournament or maybe it's the time of year. I mean, you tell me. Yeah. And it's probably hard. I don't know how much involvement travelers, the company actually has in trying to convince yeah. top players to play. Yeah. But, you know, you might worry that it's one that people would skip because oh, that's one I can miss. Sure. But there's, always, you know, Bubba Watson always plays that tournament. There yeah. are a couple other guys who are, who are perennial contenders there. Yeah. And then last year, I think, was the first time that Spieth played it or two yeah. years ago was? No, Spieth, okay. last year was the first time he played it. Showed and, up and won it. And Rory McIlroy. There you go. And, and so Rory committed to playing we, it again this year. There yeah, he's already committed. And that's a big part of a successful Huge. tournament is get those guys to come. Yep. And everything we build in around the Travelers Championship from day one has been make it a better experience for the players, for their families, for their wives and their caddies, and the media, and the fans. Everything we do is to make it better for everybody. And it, you know, it's interesting when you look at the players, you think of what we've done over the last 12 years that we've been title. Um, and and we've, we, we completely rebuilt the practice facility, and you've been up there, you've seen it. It's one of the top five on the PGA Tour, maybe the top three. The players love it, and the comments that we get from that are just unbelievable. Three years ago, the PGA Tour put uh, between 3 and $4 million into the course renovation. So now the course, the players love the course. As a matter of fact, Charlie Hoffman said to us, said to me a couple weeks ago at the Masters, he said, you know, we should, you should host a President's Cup because those last four finishing holes are phenomenal. <coughs> yes. 15, 16, 17, 18 is like, unlike anything in golf, I think. It's really a special finish. And, and so we always build it to make it better for the players, and we try to do everything we can to help the players com come by. And what's happened is they talk to each other. And I think that uh, you know Ricky has played us before, and Ricky and Justin Thomas has been a great supporter of us over the years. And Justin and... Um, uh, and, and uh, Jordan Spieth are good friends. Yeah. And so you know, they talk to each other. So the young bucks. We keep the young bucks. <laughs> yeah, Rory and, and the two of them uh, are, are terrific. So they talk to each other. And we keep trying to make it better. The facility's better. The practice facility's better. <clears throat> this year after the last putt drops, uh, the PGA Tour, along with the title sponsor in the tournament, are building a brand-new 32,000-square-foot clubhouse. One more. That's the third leg of the stool to make this a must-play tournament. I mean, it's going to be a phenomenal facility, and it's going to be something that the players will be able to actually come in and relax and do their thing throughout the day. So, so we've, we've tried to do everything we can to focus on the player field. When, when people look at the travelers, I want them to think of one thing, that they're always doing everything they can to recruit the best players in the world to come to Cromwell, to Connecticut. Yeah, so um, thinking away from the players for a second, just like about the experience of the tournament, because yeah. when I've gone to PGA tournaments, I think a lot of people on TV don't realize that I've likened it to sort of like a carnival or like a mini mm. state yeah. fair. Yeah. There's so yeah. much going on. Um, can you talk about the process of getting kind of the, the whole grounds set up for something that's a lot of fun for people who might not actually care about playing golf yeah. or, or seeing the golf? Because as you know, you go to a golf tournament, it's hard to see a lot of shots unless you're following a group, but there's a lot of ways to make it so that it's just a fun place to go for the day. Right. And, you know, that's been our goal from the beginning has been, and you call it a, I call it county fair. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. kind of like it has, you want you want 15 different shows going on at the same time. So throughout the, throughout the week, we have family day on a Tuesday. Uh, on, on Wednesday, there's a celebrity pro-am, and we work very, very hard at the Celebrity Pro-Am, and uh, George Lopez is back this year. 
Um, uh, Nora O'Donnell from CBS is back this year. Is, and we've got, and the list goes on and on. We've got a lot of uh, uh, great celebrities coming in. People love Wednesday for Celebrity Pro Am Day because you can, the players are approachable and the celebrities are approachable. Um, Ray Allen's then, a pretty good golfer. And Ray Allen yeah. has played us once or twice. Yeah. yeah. He plays us every year. And he's terrific too. And Chris Berman has been a supporter mm -hmm. of ours from day one. And he's terrific and brings some of his friends. So to your point, it, it, that's what we do, Miles. We, we yeah. try really hard to make it into a show for everybody. Whether you like golf or not, mm -hmm. coming to a golf course is always fun. Having great food. This year, we just upgraded our food to a, uh, a company called uh, Compass. It's Levy Sports. And Levy does food for the President's Cup, Riders' Cup, uh, uh, over 45 golf tournaments around the country on the PGA Tour. And... So now, I, th watch and see the food upgrade. If you want to have a great food experience, come to the Travis Championship this year. We're going to have a signature food. We're going to have a lot of different offerings around the course that'll make it a lot of fun. Mm, right, uh, Andy. I'm <laughs> always curious when we talk to any company that does a sports title sponsorship. To what extent does it create an actual boost in either awareness or even directly in business? You know, sure. are there people out there you think who? They see the Travelers Golf Tournament, and it makes them want to be a customer of Travelers. Yep. And do you notice a, a sort of boost in awareness? And I guess related to that, there are probably people out there who, when they hear Travelers, the golf tournament is all they think of. And that's okay, right? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. probably, uh, you know, at least they know Travelers are thinking of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, it, it, the, the, the mission of the tournament and the PGA Tour fits perfectly with the Travelers companies. And... And the, and the interesting piece is that Jay Monahan, who is now the commissioner of the PGA Tour, is actually a good friend. And, and what they try to do with charity that you see so much is exactly what we do. Travis Companies gives over $22 million a year to different efforts, charitable efforts uh, around the country. And that's who we are. We have over 150,000 hours of employee volunteerism and giving back to the community. The Travis Championship has all net proceeds, all net proceeds. There's no profit going to an owner. Uh, all net proceeds go to charity. Last year, we gave over $1.7 to charity. And since the tournament came into being in 1952, it's over $38 million. So the amount of charity, if you go back to last year alone, one, over $1.7 to charity, that fits our mission. We're a charitable company. We're a community-oriented company. That's who we are. We're, we're a company that employees love to work at Travelers. Uh, we, we, we create that kind of an environment in our place. And then when you come to brand recognition, I mean, you know, the better field we have, the more excitement there is around the golf tournament, the better for our brand. And, you know, it, how do you measure ROI against the golf tournament? I don't well, think like, you, do you, you see new customers showing yeah. up right after oh. the tournament every year? Sure. There's absolutely. You see new customers on our personalized side, the commercial line side, business insurance side. Um, but we also have over 2,000 of our customers and agents out to the tournament every year. We're one of the biggest um, uh, users of their, of their term as a title sponsor every year. So, yeah, there are so many benefits, but brand recognition, you know, I, I was saying to somebody a couple weeks ago, when you look at what happened last year with Jordan Spieth's shot out of the bunker, I mean, he came up to me before we went in the green and said, I've never felt the earth shake like that. And I said, I have. It kind of shakes like that most years here. I mean, our fans are, are, are rapid. I mean, they're, they're just... Yes, they were. They're, they're so excited. They love this. They wait for it. But, and he said, oh, I'm coming back here. And so it, that's the kind of excitement that comes. And then all of a sudden, we're on all the sports networks, you know, for probably a good week after that. 
you couldn't buy that much brand exposure. You just couldn't. So you mentioned like uh, the crowds there and um, for the listeners, yeah. you and I both uh, went to the University of Connecticut. Yeah. And so I'm thinking about where does travelers or where do you feel like travelers fits into the Connecticut sports scene, which is basically men's and women's college basketball for the University of Connecticut. Yeah. And does the lack of another pro team maybe make the tournament um, an even bigger event than it might otherwise be. And that sort of, it all feeds into this idea that it's a great stop on tour for these guys because they're going to a place where they really are the main attraction. You know, you roll through Texas, do the Texas swing, you got plenty of sports in Texas. Yeah. Uh, But in Connecticut, this is like a really big event for the sporting community. Yeah. And having ESPN right down the road, I think probably doesn't hurt. Right. Yeah. You mentioned Tariqo. That doesn't hurt All the athletes can stop by ESPN, do sports center. And ESPN has been a good partner. We, we bring them out for tours and their families. And um, but, but I think going back to that, I think that you know we're 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 in a, in a in a unique location. You're right. There's no professional sports, major league sports teams. Right. We've got right. the yard goats. We've got minor league, double A baseball teams, which are terrific. Um, the Wolf but, Pack. But we're with the Wolf uh-huh. Pack. Yeah. But we're like within what we're within two hours of Boston mm-hmm. and two hours in New York. You know, it's very easy for the guy, as a matter of fact, Bubba's gone down and thrown out the first pitch at Mets games. And so it's very easy for, the, for, for, for us, for, for people who live in Connecticut, go to Boston and New York and cheer on their favorite teams. And so we have some of that, but it, you know, sometimes when you look at distances in, in Texas, you've got to drive two hours to get to see your team, even That's though it's right. in the same team, it's in the same state. So I think that geography of, of New England is so unique, but I think that you're right. When the players think of coming to Cromwell, they think of how we treat them. They think of the course. They think of the practice facility. They'll be thinking about the new clubhouse. And they know that they can win there. More and more of the guys have said to me, I know I can win at that, on that course. Rory. Rory <laughs> I see a lot. And he will say to me, Andy, I know I'm going to win on that course. And that's a pretty good attitude to have coming into it. And, and so I think that I'm not sure that the professional sports piece of it has much effect because you can really get to good teams mm-hmm. in two hours, but but the but but the what we do at the Travis Championship I think really sells it to the players and creating this great field and like you said before you know we have a lot of we do a lot of other things so if you really really just don't like golf you can come out to Women's Day and and you can be a part of Celebrity Pro Am Day mm-hmm. and have a lot of fun. Um, I want to ask uh, a little bit about the golf course itself. So um, there's a couple yeah. of features that are that are unique to it. Uh, maybe to, to spell out for the viewers. So you mentioned golf the last geek. Well, right. I mean, here we go. Right. So it's it's not as long as a lot of other courses. Yep. Uh, it takes a little bit of that target golf, the way that the PGA Tour tends to be sometimes yep. out of play. Um, but you know, can you kind of just walk through the changes you guys have made to the course, yeah. and then what the features are? I guess I think it's twelve or thirteen is the short par four. Yep. Um, or maybe that's fourteen, and then the last four holes are really just around like these, this big pond, right. yeah. and you can kind of see all of that action right at the end. And I think that's a really right. different experience. Well, and, yeah. and quickly, as a as yeah. a fan, I was there as a fan last year. I noticed that on the last four or five holes, I love how yeah. you can see the other holes. It's sort of it's right. all its own little separate area. It's very nice. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, we have we have new venues on the course this year as well where the fans can go because we always try to make it better for the fans, too. And um, you can get – if you can get in the right position on 17 fairway, mm-hmm. you can see them come up 15. You can see them go across the 16, the par 3, across the water. And then you can see them come up with water running uh, along the right side of the fairway on 17. And then you can see them tee off on 18. And – I mean, the vantage point of that, and when they rebuilt the golf course, they rebuilt all the bunkers. The bunkers needed a lot of work. 
Um, on 18, I'll probably go backwards, but on 18, there was a cart path going across the, the, the fairway. I hated that. It was my mission to get rid of that, uh, that, that golf, that, that cart path mm-hmm. for at least seven years. Finally, it went away when they rebuilt the golf course. wonder why. And, and so it's a beautiful fairway now with no obstructions like a cart path. And um, uh, they rebunkered it. They put some bunkers. Uh, they relongated, redug the bunkers on the left and the right. And it's great. And, and, and then you go back to 17. 17, they reworked the bunkers, but they moved the tee box back a little bit. But it's a terrific hole because of the risk-reward there. Right, there's so many options. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. you can get off that tee long, and you can be in the water. Right. Or you can get off the tee, be safe, and go back across the water. And then they work the greens. The 17 green is much more uh, – uh, you can land your ball, and it'll stay there. On, on 16, they reworked that green, and they brought up the front of it just a bit. Because before, if you were short, if you were, if you were in the front quarter of that green, mm-hmm. it's possible your ball would roll back into the water. Right. So they tried to bring that up and make it more playable. The week after the U.S. Open, I don't know if a lot of guys yeah, they want, no. they want to be on a false front going into the water. No, <laughs> they want to relax a little bit yeah. and have a good time. But, you know, Rory has said this to me. Um, uh, uh, Padraig Herring has said it, said it to me. Uh, Paul Casey has said it to me. They've all said that the course plays so much like the courses they love to play, whether it be in Europe or in the United States, and they're not necessarily long. But you know the beauty of it, and I'm trying to think of who the three were. We had the, the playoff back in our early days of three people, a short hitter, a long hitter, and an average hitter. And it, the course plays to everybody. Whether mm. you're a short player, a short hitter, a long hitter, you can, sp- you can play on TPC River Highlands and score well. And I think that's another reason the players love it and want to come here. Let's talk about last year's finish. Uh, I mentioned for a sec. I went as a fan. That was so fun. Uh, I thought it was just a great tournament. The, the fans were so excited. As you said, Andy, I was really impressed with that. I was also impressed with how young the crowd was because everyone says, oh, golf as a sport is in trouble. You know, it needs yeah. to appeal to young fans. Well, at the Travelers, it was all young young fans, men yeah. and women, and they were fired up and they were dressed in exciting stuff. You know, they all had their, their gear. They were wearing, like, it was sort of the Ricky Fowler look. I yeah. saw a lot of that, yeah. a lot of bright orange. Yeah. And it was just great. I, I went only on the final day. It was so thrilling that I was there for the final hole. Let's talk about Spieth, of course. Yeah. What a finish. You got all the coverage everywhere. Now, of course, you guys can't control something like that. You can hope for that. Right. But we don't control you can that. only <laughs> cross your fingers and hope that it's an exciting finish. And it was yep. so cool. But when you do get a result like that, something uh, such, a, such a blessing for you, I'm sure, just how much bigger was that finish for you guys in terms of the discussion it launched, the attention, the media love, you know, Sports Center highlights, and it really had a long tail. I mean, yeah. a week and a half later, people were still showing the Speeth highlight, and uh, then yeah. now months later, when they show a little bit about, you know, here's the last year in Jordan Speeth's career, they show that highlight, and yeah. so amazing out of the bunker. So how, how big of an, of an effect was that? That, that was huge. And, and you know, we, 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 we've tried to make it a better tournament every year from the beginning for one reason, because if you make it better, if you, if you, do, things, if you do things that the players like, that their families like, their caddies like, those are the three influencing factors as to whether or not a player is going to come play. And believe it or not, wives and caddies can have an influence. And, and so it's very important for us to go out and make it a great venue for them to come. And, and people have said, well, how are you going to duplicate it? Because I always talk about status quo is unacceptable. Every year we're going to get better. So they look at me and they say, how are you going to make next year better than this year? I, and I start talking about food and player field. I said, all we can control is player field. And if we have the greatest in the world coming to play, 
something good's going to happen. I don't know who's going to do it, but you know, I, I think about this year, Patrick Reed with his win at the Masters. He's 11th in the world now. Uh, Rory is 7th. Uh, Justin Thomas, who's already committed, is number two. Um, I, I look at uh, Paul Casey, who's 13, and Charlie Hoffman, who's 26. Um, Bubba Watson, who's 19. I mean, when you have all those guys in your field, how? No, I mean, either the storylines, either one of them, and, and I'm sure Jordan Spieth too. I know he's coming back, which is not out yet. But but uh, uh, break uh, a little news here. Yeah. On yeah. Podcast. Boom. I, th I think you'll see him in our field. But the but the interesting piece of this is that the players have to. The players have to. If you get enough great players, something good's going to happen. Mm. And if it doesn't, from any of them, somebody else is going to have a big upset. I mean, it. it, it when you have a, 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 a team, when you have a, a, a field like that, like I just went through, that to me is critical, and and just brings it all to bear. That something good will happen with those great players. And this year, the U.S. Opens on at Shinnecock on Long mm. Island, and so I think that that. Who knows what's going to happen there? I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I hope Jordan Spieth's coming. I'm pretty sure he will come back. But, but think of all the other people that are going to be at Shinnecock on mm -hmm. Long Island. And every year, we have a, we charter a plane to bring the players to the Travis Championship. Like I said before, we make it as easy as we can for them to come. And like 40 players or so will get on the plane from the U.S. Open and come to Connecticut. And so this year, we're going to do the same thing. We'll haul them up from from uh, Shinnecock, so getting up to Hartford will be very, very easy, up to, up to Connecticut and to nice, Cromwell. Yeah. And so we're making it easy for him to come. I hope some of the other top guys in the world will come up and play with us and see how, how cool it is and how good it is. Yeah, uh, so you mentioned the, the chartered plane. I'm curious, what are the other, and you've mentioned a couple times, yeah. uh, making it good for the players and their families. Um, yeah. I remember when I grew up in, in New Jersey and when the PGA came to Baldusrol, it's like yeah. a bunch of people rented out their houses and, yeah. um, you know, it's like, how do you? What are the things that you guys try to do to make it easy for the players to feel comfortable in that community? Because right. all these families are like a traveling band; they have to stay in rental houses it the is. whole summer, and, it, and it, it can be a real grind. I mean, the PGA it Tour is. seems like a lot of fun, and you make a lot of money if you do well, but it's a real grind it's being tough. out there. So, um, what are the things that you try to do like, in the community in Cromwell or you know in the towns surrounding it yeah. to make things good for the for the families of the players? Yeah, you know, w w it's it's what they want a lot of times but we start right from the US Open where we have the charter and it's free a, a couple of other tournaments do charters but they charge the players mm -hmm. ours is free we don't want any excuses any reasons why you can't get here easily from either Pebble or wherever the US where the US Open is being played in a given year so transportation we make easy then they have the car the courtesy cars once they get here and you know the the, the wives and the players have children because usually our tournament's later in June, so school's just school's getting out. out. So they're starting to bring their children with them. And we have you can, we have the, the fun zone, the fan zone. Sorry, fan zone. I call it fun zone because <laughs> there's claim, climbing walls and things. But actually in the clubhouse, we have a toy zone for the mm -hmm. kids to go in and play <laughs> with different toys. And, and you name it. We have, we have spa treatments for the wives on Wednesdays at a local facility. Uh, we you, can't, you name it, we do what we can. Every year we, we uh, have a gift for every caddy, every broadcast member. So it's usually between CBS and the Golf Channel, there's probably 300 people on site. Mm -hmm. There's gifts for them in, in a, by way of shirts, quarter zips, is it vests or whatever. Um, so we have 
outerwear for the wives. We have things for the caddies. We have we have something for everything for the kids. Mm -hmm. We even have throughout the year when the players have babies, we have a room <laughs> filled with onesies, blue and pink. And I know exactly every player is when they're having a baby, and we send them onesies, and we'll probably send them two onesies so that when their little girl is in a small onesie and she grows into a medium onesie, she still has a umbrella on the chest of the onesie. So it's really a, it's really a, a year long recruiting process. It is. It, it sounds like college recruiting in a way, just without the NCAA rules of it trying is. to make sure they I, feel loved by the tournament. You know, the other day I was I had a meeting with Gino Ariema, UConn women's basketball coach, and Randy Etzel. And, and I was two different conversations, but we were talking about recruiting. And what we do is a lot like what college coaches do to recruit. It's like if you, if the player believes and trusts, meaning college recruiting is a little different if your parents believe and trust and that I'm going to send my son or daughter to your school, um, that's critical. But if, if, if we work throughout the year to, to, to work with the players, and I've befriended a lot of the players. I mean, they're just really good young guys. I mean, they're... This is a different generation of, of, of people, and don't ask me why, but, but very engaging, a lot of fun, fun to be around. I, Kevin Streelman and I went fishing because I like to fish. So last year before the Deutsche Bank in Boston in August, I took him fishing, and we caught a ton of bonita off the backside of Martha's Vineyard. I mean, are you I mean he, he had never caught a bonita. I never caught a bonita. <laughs> but, but we went out, fished, and came back, and um, so one night we were talking about pizza, so Kevin sends my wife and I pizzas from his favorite pizza place in Chicago. And, of course, I was arguing that the, uh, the pizza places in New Haven were a rival to Chicago, two different types of pizzas. So, anyways, I sent him back lobsters from Cape Cod. Uh-huh. So nice. I thought, nice. So, so it's that kind, you know, it's, but I do that. That's not, that's not contrived. That's like a right. friendship. Yeah. And I, I, the, the players, are, are, their agents are, are nice. They're good people. And if I can do stuff with them, and being an athlete, I do appreciate that you travel a lot. Ha I'm a former athlete, not anymore. <laughs> but, but having been a former athlete, I understand all that. And I understand that, that uh, uh, I appreciate what they go through every day to work as hard as they do, to be as good as they are. And it makes it much easier. But the onesie thing is great. And we mm -hmm. have shirt, golf shirts for little kids during the tournament week and toys. Oh, the, the merch sells. I mean, um, I, I went on, on the final day, and you were all out of the signature red hats already. Were you? I was very disappointed. Yeah, you got to get the red hat. That. We I'll can ask help about you with that. that. But you know, it's like uh, it's like how the Masters hat from the year you went becomes such an item yeah. to wear years later. Yeah. The Traveler's hat is up there. You know, you got to wear yeah. the Traveler's hat around. Yeah. Uh, Andy, we've loved having you in. Let's end this way. You know, you don't want to be picking <laughs> any favorites, as you say. You have <laughs> friendships with a lot of these guys. But uh, do you have a pick for this year's Travelers? I mean, it's, oh God. Got any <laughs> prediction? Who do you I, expect to see? I'll put it this way. You don't have to pick one, but who do you expect to see up near the top of the leaderboard on the final day? Well, you, you think of who's been playing hot, and this is not an evasive question. I think it's back to the quality of our field. I think that Patrick Reed always turns it on big time on Ryder Cup years, and we just, we just watched his performance at the Masters. Um, I think Rory knows he can play and score well in our course. I think that, that he's going to do great. I think Jordan will do great again. Um, what about Boo Weekly? Boo, 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 <laughs> Boo, Boo is great. That was fun to watch hey, when he listen, was paired with Spieth. And he's, he is one of the best human beings around. These guys are just, so many of them are good guys. They're just, they're fun to be around. Um, but, you know, Justin Thomas, gee, he, what a, what a, he won the 
uh, uh, FedEx Cup last year. I mean, you look at the qualities. I mean, how can you pick somebody? I can't. I don't know who's going to be in what kind of shape. Yeah, the golf veterans feel the same way. How can you pick? Yeah, (laughs) which is you know, which is the beauty. I know Dan, you've written about this, which is the beauty of I think the resurgence of the game of golf. I think that's really important. That if you have approachable guys in the game and you have people like this, like Justin, like Jordan, like Rory, like I go on and Kevin Streelman, go on and Charlie and Paul Casey, all of them, Bubba. I mean, that's what brings people back to the game. They're great athletes, but they're approachable. And it, it's good for all of us. Well, we'll be watching the tournament, won't we? I know Miles will, too. Yeah, maybe I'll go this year. Yeah, I'd like to go. Come on, come on and see it. It's going to be great. you get four days to pick from. <laughs> Here we go. That's the Travelers. Thank you, Andy Bissett. Great, Thanks, Dan. Miles. Thank you. Thanks, Andy. That was the Sportsbook Podcast, talking about golf. Pretty soon, we'll have some non-golf weeks. Don't worry, but we love hitting it on this podcast. Thank you for listening. Remember, we come out every Thursday morning. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the Sportsbook Podcast. And coming up, we'll be talking baseball, I'm sure, as we head into late summer and then fall. And we'll be talking about who is the face of baseball. And I'm sure that maybe we'll bring Miles back in for that discussion. Do a rerun of last year's podcast. That's it. That's it. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.